Hi, my name is Lata Khopchandani. I've been a film journalist for about three decades and have had a lot to do with the film stars. My favorites have been the older lot, particularly from the late 40s, 50s, 60s. This is my show called Fortress Passes Only. How often does a thinking mind wish for an unwritten life to walk through? A life in which one gathers with awareness only what one wants to, only what is useful for an unburdened existence, selects with awareness experiences towards a goal. Could one have a life to oneself, not to stumble through, but to select, to choose, to live towards an end, the end remaining undefined, open, unknown, to be found out? Could one actually live in a question, so that only when life ends will its purpose end, so that death becomes an answer? a sought-after, happily-waited-for answer. But this option of living in a question is unceasingly rejected. Why? Man finds it impossible to accept that life offers, at best, mutually contradictory truths. One cannot assume anyone to be the whole truth, the only truth. The discomfort of always being partly wrong is unacceptable. So a stand is taken, an attitude, a position which will only show one side of everything. So with security comes the living of a lie, a one-sided lie, from which an integrated personality cannot emerge. A whole and complete personality cannot occur. What is secure, immovable, and real in life is doubt. What man doesn't realize is that the acceptance of living in doubt is itself the truth. But to arrive there is very frightening, because here everything becomes a question. Now why have we become so conditioned to living with answers? What is the real difference between a question and, an, and its answers? A question is a beginning with a promise of onward movement and effort. An answer is an end, a comforting luxury. What man refuses to see is the fact that from every end arises another question. So there is actually no difference between the two. This requires a scene that comes from thought. Now thought itself is a puzzle. Ostensibly, everyone is always thinking about something or the other. Can thought be disassociated from the object it thinks of, about, on? To remember is one of the chief functions of thought because what thought does in the main is mull over what has gone, is already over. It keeps swinging back and forth within what it has already known. Thought also has the power to create absolutely anew, but its own habit of turning every new creation into a concept, of giving it a name and fitting it into a past record, defeats it.
can thought not go absolutely straight on without stopping at or dwelling on anything unmixed with anything unhampered so that its end would take one to the truth thought does have the power to leave behind time and space and fly beyond till it reaches the truth but truth cannot be held on to it becomes false so thought tortured by its own journey and unable to stand what it assimilated lets it go or deliberately refuses to understand it and turns back with relief to play on familiar territory a path already trodden by it many times and consoles itself with the illusion of newness other than the glimpse thought had of the truth is enough to destroy it so it lets go of that glimpse as if it never happened but it did happen and the vague dissatisfaction that is part of man's life is to that degree intensified so that unknown and unwanted it is growing man both accepts it and resists it this shows up in old age as wisdom it leads to a harmonious integrated a well adjusted path worldly path spiritual personality belonging both to this world and ready for the next so he tells himself but still unable to face the truth in its shining glory about all this there is a movement man exists in a state of doingness of action thought and creation however repetitive and mundane and this action movement is voluntary under the guise of involuntariness man without taking a conscious decision about it decides to act and keep acting this action is involuntary at least so it seems it involves a giving up by man so that he is at effect of his action not a master of them He prefers it this way for he is now not responsible for himself or the conditions circumstances around him in all this there is an irresponsibility in which he thrives he is the victim always thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this sochcast what is your soch send us your comments on our facebook page and instagram page It's time for you to do your own sochcast at sochcast apni soch duniya ko sunao sochcast